Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. It's time for another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. If you're anywhere throughout the Tri-City area, this is the show for you if you're trying to get a little bit smarter when it comes to your finances and retirement planning. We're online at insightfolios.com, where you can ask questions, click the listen button to listen to past episodes. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin brings more than three decades of experience to the program each and every time we chat. And quote of the week to get us started, all right? Let's, uh, Let's go. get things on a bright note. This comes to us from uh, Chris Brogan, I think is his name, Brogan. I don't actually know who this guy is, but Chris Brogan uh, said, The goal isn't more money. The goal is living life on your terms pretty poignant that is pretty poignant isn't it mm-hmm. you know it, it reminds me you know you want to live life on your terms you, you worked all your years you got to retirement or you think you're getting to retirement and you you got an idea in the back of your mind and you want to live based on what you want to do let me let me relate that to a story i was just in the doctor's office the other day and one of the nurses that was in there is getting ready to retire and she didn't know who I was. She didn't know I was in finances or anything like that. And she was only 50, 52. So in three years, she wanted to retire. And I said, you know, she, we're talking back and forth. And finally told her what I do. And I says, do you have a plan put together? No. I said, do you have a financial advisor? Well, I did, but he told me I couldn't retire in three years. So that's just the opposite of what we're talking about, right? Is she's not going to live, you know, her retirement her way possibly she may be on the shorter end of the stick so if that's you you have to put some plan behind it you have to get ready for retirement you have to know going in if you can live your life on your time and that's the key to what we do week in and week out what do you think i feel like anybody can relate to this uh to this quote right i mean even as a 30 something I this is a constant battle. There are periods in in my life up to this point where the goal has been about money, right? Like, right. hey, I'm young, I grind. All we need to do now is just take that income up to the next level. You know, whatever the case may be, like that's the driving force. I don't I, I don't care about if it takes eighty hour work weeks to get there and those kinds of things. And then you'll go through a, a phase, perhaps, or you'll reach that transition point. Now you'll kind of recalibrate a little bit. Where I've had moments where I say, all right, all right, you know, things are comfortable right now things are good. I want to live life on my own terms a little bit now. And so you you kind of think probably through life make little mini adjustments like that. But then absolutely, as you get closer to retirement, I think that's the big transition where all of your working life was to accumulate, accumulate, and then distribution comes in retirement. How are we going to use those funds that we worked so hard to build up? That's the living life on your terms. So And don't go into retirement without knowing the answers to those things. Because like I said, this nurse, she had no clue about what her Social Security was going to be. She had no pension. So how are you going to get from 55 to 62? Do not make that mistake because later on in life, more often than not, it's going to bite you in the butt. That's a great point. You know, actually, I'll have to... uh 
you know, give some uh, some some chat about my parents here for a moment. Not to, th- I'm not throwing them under the bus by any means, but I'll, I'll put them in the spotlight, if you will. Okay. Kind of interesting because they've had this game plan now for the past year or so, where they've started to zero in on what they want to do in retirement. And but now that it's getting closer and closer, and they're starting to define it, it's also giving pause and causing more discussion. And so the the latest adjustment, as the goal has been to live half the year in Maine and, and maybe half the year in North Carolina, and they're trying to figure out, you know, do we buy in one place and rent in the other, and you know, trying to figure out those details. Dad has has been skewing it more and more toward. You know, 10 months is his goal, 10 months in Maine, and then just the two harshest months, months, you know, come back to North Carolina and, uh, you know, shortening that time period here. Well, now mom is starting to do the pushback. So as they're talking about living retirement on their terms, she's like, well, what about all the friends we've built up here and all of the people that we know? And so, you know, she started to push back and trying to get it back to a six to six split. So now their battle is kind of going on trying to figure out, all right, what what makes sense for both of us and, you know, all those kinds of things. And she's starting to think, I think, what are we going to do in the middle of we're living in a little tiny cabin in the middle of Maine? Like it sounds idyllic and amazing. Amazing, but are we going to be really far from healthcare and all these other things? And so it's just bringing up good conversations as they're about, you know, two to three years out from making all of those big moves. And uh, just an interesting illustration of trying to figure out that whole living life on your terms idea. It is. And, and it's all about conversations. You you have to sit down. You have to start the conversation. You have to start the planning process in order to make, if you want to do that, make it happen. Or if it can happen, then it's going to have another conversation that's going to lead into well, what do we want to cut out of our life and make so we can still live life on our own terms and those types of things. It's constant conversation. Listen, life when you were 30 is not the same when you're 50. And it's not going to be the same when you're 70 or 80. Things are always going to change, and you have to be able to have those conversations, and you have to be able to adapt to it. That's a great point. And these are the kinds of conversations that people have with Kevin all the time when they come in to visit and talk about their financial lives and how to best prepare for retirement. If you'd like to get in touch, you can call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're also going to be talking some more about these kinds of concepts on today's show. We've got lots of good things on the way for you today, so stay tuned. Are you grading yourself appropriately when it comes to your financial and retirement life. What about just your financial competency? Where do you think you would rank? You know, do you give yourself an A, B, C, D, or an F when it comes to your financial preparedness? Well, we're going to give you five key questions on today's show that you can ask so that you can grade yourself a little bit better. Ready to walk through these, Kevin? And you let uh, us know how people th- usually do with this I quiz. Think, I think I'll give it a whirl. Okay. First question to ask yourself, uh, do you know how much you have? Do you know how much you have? What do we mean? Uh, Obviously, that could uh, have a few layers to that question. Well, it does. And that's where it all starts, right? We have to know how much you've saved for retirement and what your debts are and those types of things. But sometimes you'd be surprised, Walter, when people come into my office for the first time, this is the first time when we sit down, we start doing the planning process that we add everything up. They really didn't know until that point, uh, believe it or not. I just talked to a couple who said this is the first time we had all of our information together in one spot where we could visually see it and then have an idea what's going on with all of our accounts. So the problem is this, if that's you, you know, we you have to get more organized. So when I sit down with someone, I need to know, you know, what kind and where your investments are held at. That's the first, you know, the first step that we we go through with many people. For many, this is going to be the first time, like I said, that they're going to see all their investments 
in a plan that totals everything up so they have a good idea where they're going to from point A when you start working to point B what I call half time in your life to point C into retirement so we want everybody's looking to get forward or get into what I call half time in other words the second part of your life is the day you retire so if you have investments all over the place maybe you've had five jobs and you've left five old 401ks in place most of the time you're going to be better served to consolidate those five 401ks into one IRA account and there's a couple of reasons first you're most certainly you know you'll find better investments out there aligned with your goals in most cases and I'm betting you can cut costs if you have five different old 401ks out there I'm betting you can consolidate and cut costs and for many this is going to be the starting point with working with a financial coach to help you achieve your goals faster and more streamlined and get you to and through retirement. So I think, you know, if you don't know how much you have, this is a perfect time to, you know, look internally and say, do I need to sit down with somebody? Do I need to start this process? Do I need, because I'm getting closer to retirement. The, if, they, if you're answering yes to this, then pick up the phone and sit down with your advisor and start that process. Yeah, by the way, if you want to reach out to Kevin Ray about anything we talk about on today's show, not only can you go to insightfolios.com, but you can also reach him via email, kevin at insightfolios.com, or give a call, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. So grading yourself some key questions to ask. Do you know how much you spend? This is the one, right, Kevin, where people often have it like way out of line with what reality is. Well, it, it, it is most of the time. So most people really don't have a clue how much you're spending each month um, when they come in. So that's obviously a critical part of the planning process. How much do you need in retirement? And it goes both ways. If you look at it, some will underestimate, you know, much more income than they need and others are going to, you know, do the other thing. They're going to overestimate more income than they need. So if that's you, the first place to do is my suggestion is to start to track how much you spend on a monthly basis. I can almost promise you, you're going to be surprised. If you can't, if you're looking for an easy way to track your expenses and you really don't know how, give my office a call and I'll send you out an expense tracking sheet that we give out to almost everybody that walks in the door. It's going to list a lot of stuff that you never even considered um, in your monthly spending budget. So we need to know that. So if that's you, you're getting close to retirement. You need to know that number because why? We have to figure out how much income you're going to need going into retirement to cover the have-tos. You have to spend on consumers. You have car payments. You have insurances. But more importantly, what are the other things that you're not thinking of? Travel, vacations, gas, groceries, all those other types of things. So if that's you and you need that expense sheet, give us a call. We'll email it to you. We'd be happy to do that. We do this for people all the time. But that's a good, good starting place to start that. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know how much you have and do you know how much you spend? Two key questions to ask out of the gate. Now, if you're new to this whole retirement and financial planning world and starting to think about retirement, well, I'm sure you've thought about retirement before, but starting to think about the financials of retirement and how to make it all happen, you may or may not have really thought about how much risk you have. But that's definitely got to be a question you ask yourself as you grade yourself, because the risk question, Kevin, is one of those ones that changes as we get older. You know, how you thought about risk when you were 20, 30, 40 is going to be a lot different than how you should view it when you hit those, you know, that 60 mark or that close to retirement mark. Well, it is. Do you percentage wise, Walter, if you had to guess for the people who I, I see, what do you what percent do you think know exactly how much risk they have in their portfolio? Mm, 10%. Yeah, if that, if yeah. that, you're pretty close. So. I'm, I'm a generous guy, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm being optimistic. And, and you mentioned it just a second ago, the, you know, the older you get, the, the more conservative people tend to get. 
And some people will think because they hold bonds in their portfolio, they're not taking any risk. All we have to do is just look back a few years. Do you remember which which bonds, if you held them in 2008, you're in trouble, Walter? Do I remember which bonds? Yeah, so I think Michigan. I'll give you a clue. Oh, uh, General Motors. General Motors, the city of Detroit, right? Yeah. So if you held those bonds, they weren't necessarily a safe thing because those companies, you know, defaulted on those bonds. So how do you measure risk in your portfolio? Well, there's something called standard deviation. It's the most common method for determining the risk that your investment has is is called standard deviation. So what does it do? It helps you determine market volatility on the spread of your asset prices, right? So in other words, there's a number assigned to standard deviation. And the S&P, for example, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 15. One being very conservative, small cap stocks have a standard deviation in the high 20s. So in order to figure out how much risk you are taking in your portfolio, there's a way to calculate your standard deviation. And let me give you another clue. If you hold 10 or 11 different mutual fund accounts in your, in your um, portfolio and you think that's lowering your risk, but I would will, I'd be willing to bet that those same uh, mutual funds are growth mutual funds that pretty much own all the same companies. So that's not diversification that doesn't decrease your risk in fact it may increase your risk so know that number know your standard deviation number on your portfolio and that'll give you a good you know good judgment call as to how much risk you're actually taking so interesting when you look at these kinds of uh you know self quizzes of you know yeah are you nodding your head along going yeah that's me i know how much i have i know how much i spend I'm, i'm all on this uh, that's great, but uh, the vast majority of people start going, ooh, yeah, I don't really know. I think I'm risky, but I don't know. Uh, yes. or, or I think I'm not at risk. And then people get reviews done. It's like, no, you're totally at risk. <laughs> and so, you know, people overlook that sometimes. It's interesting how what we perceive is sometimes out of line with reality. Another great example of where that comes into play is question number four, Kevin. Do you know what you're paying in fees? A lot of people have really no idea what, what their plan is costing them. Well, that's true. I mean, let's just take a look at something else. Your your cell bill, right? There's fees all over there, but nobody pays attention to that. What's the what's the bottom dollar is what most people are looking for. So if we look at that, some people don't even pay any attention to their fees at all. Others think they know what they're paying, but they actually have hidden fees that they don't realize are there. Remember, the devil's in the details. So you have to be very careful and start extracting some of these fees. And there's we talked about it before. There's personalfund.com that you can do it and, and other types of things. If your investments are held in mutual funds, the only fee you're likely to see is what's called the expense fee. And guess what? There are lots more fees involved in your mutual funds. So that's just one fee out of many that are involved in mutual funds. What most don't realize is that there are other fees hidden inside that mutual fund. There's turnover costs, there's cash drag, there's all kinds of things that are going on inside your fund that most people don't know. And we all know this, Walter, right? There's no free lunch when it comes to investing. Everybody likes to get paid. Everybody, you know, uh, likes to eat and those types of things. You just have to make sure that if you are paying a fee, your fee is worth the service you're receiving. So how do you know? Well, if you're if you have an advisor and you've been paying fees, and the only time you hear from that advisor is when there's something else on the plate that they they want to try to sell you that's probably a good indication you're not getting you know, the value for your fee. On the other hand, if your advisor's meeting with you, going over your plan, updating you, giving you a good income plan going forward, well then that fee's probably worth it. So fees are a necessary, uh, necessary item that's gonna go forth. Just make sure you're getting the bang for your buck. Wow, I think it's uh, 
Really interesting to look at these, Kevin, because we get to this last one, right? So even if you've answered yes to the first four, you know your fees, you have a good idea of how much risk you're taking, you know how much you're spending, you know how much you have at your disposal. A lot of people don't know then how to transition that to what you need to do in retirement, and that's start drawing income from your investments and and fulfilling that lifestyle with how much you spend. How do you make that transition in that switch? And that's why you have to ask this final question. And these are just sort of five top high-level questions. Obviously, it gets more detailed as you get into individual situations. But ask yourself, do you know what your retirement income streams are going to look like? Are you just going to have this big old portfolio that you're pulling from? Are you going to have uh, Social Security? Different things that come into that puzzle to help solve that income stream. A lot of people just don't know how to like turn that hose uh, and, and turn the water on and make the water come out of the hose. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and that's the biggest part of retirement planning, income streams, because we're all going to need income. So you need to understand your Social Security benefit program. How about your pension options? Do I take life only? Do I take 100% joint survivor, 50% joint survivor? That's all a very important piece of your retirement planning puzzle. So once you know that, they're going to be, that's you're going to be your fixed income that you can count on every month. So in other words, you know, once you start drawing Social Security and once you start drawing your pension, you cannot change your mind. So make sure you sit down with somebody and figure this out before you pull the trigger and say, this is, this is what I think is best. Don't think what's best, know what's best. Um, but if, what if that money, what if your pension and your Social Security is not enough income on a monthly basis? How do you fill that void? So let's let me give you an example. You need an additional nine hundred dollars per month up and above what your pension or your social security will provide. Well, there are investments you can use. Certainly you have to use some sort of investment to get there. So let's take a look at a couple. Well, you could use a government bond if you say, I don't want any risk. Well, there's a couple of places to look. If you want if you don't want any any risk, you could use a government bond. Most people don't do that uh, nowadays, Walter. Do you know why? Why is that? Uh, because the, the interest is very, very, very low. Oh, right? yeah. And yeah. might be for a long time. We don't know. For a long time, yeah. You could use a CD. So if you're looking for safety, you could use a CD. Same thing goes here. The interest rate is low. So maybe you don't, you can't generate enough interest to generate those dollars, and you don't want to spend principal so you, so you don't have to, the chance of running out of money. You could do annuities. Annuities, most fixed, or fixed annuities have guarantees also. They're going to get a little higher interest rate. You can get uh, 3, 3.3, 3.5 nowadays to kind of help supplement your dollars when going forth. The other thing you could do is you could use mutual funds. Some people are, have uh, all mutual funds of investments. Now, here's the problem I see there with mutual funds. If you need that $900 per month, you have to sell principal, you have to sell shares, you have to sell something in that mutual fund to generate that $900. And the problem is you're selling principal, you're selling shares, you're selling something, and the market's down, it takes longer to recoup, and maybe you have a better chance of running out of money. And my favorite is this. We use, a lot of times in our office, we'll use dividend-paying stocks. So what a dividend is, is nothing more than profit that a company will pay you for holding one share. So let's say, you know, a company pays you a dollar for every share that you own. The share price goes up and down all the time. So if you, if we went through this pandemic, for example, and maybe the share price was $100 a share, and then you had 1,000 shares, so it paid you $1,000 because it paid you a dollar per share, and then it went down to $90 a share, 
if you didn't sell any of those shares, you still got the $1,000 uh, coming up. So what, what does it do? It doesn't force you to sell shares of your portfolio because that dividend comes whether the market's up, down, or sideways. So there are ways to fill that need, and if that's you, you need to figure out. That's the first part when we sit down, we look at what your shortfall is. So if you have a shortfall like uh, $900 per month, how do we fill that need? without you spending principal, spending you know, assets, uh, selling shares of something. And that's critical. Going forward, that's the critical part of your portfolio or in your plan that needs to be filled. And if that's you, you need to sit down with an advisor and figure that out. How do I fill that need? How do I fill that shortfall so I don't run out of money? Because that's on everybody's mind. These are just a few investments that I'm talking about, but you could use many, many more if you wanted to. But that's a critical portion of when we sit down and we talk to people, how do we fill that need? And then that's what we do on the planning side. I show people how we fill that need. And if that's you, figure this out before you go into retirement. Don't wait until you retire. Just get it figured out. Retirement planning isn't as simple as just making two or three decisions and you're done. Uh, it really takes a process to work through. Make sure that no stone is left unturned. Make sure that you're really working through all of the important decisions that you need to make during the retirement planning process. And Kevin walks his clients through that process each and every day in the office. And if you'd like to go through some of that planning on your own, get a deep look at your own situation, your own financial situation, uh, it's really important to do that before you hit that retirement date. Um, the earlier you can get in and have these conversations, the better, especially if you're in that five to 10 years away from retirement. Now is your prime time for making these kinds of decisions so that you're not having to do any backtracking or fixing of problems the closer and closer you get to retirement if you do this on your own and, and make some missteps along the way. So if you'd like to take advantage of a complimentary review of your plan with Kevin, get a checkup of where you are right now, what your financial health looks like, how you can better prepare for your financial future. Uh, it's easy to get in touch. All you have to do is go to 888-885-PLAN on your phone and give a call. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or you can go to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com and get in touch through the website as well. There's much more coming up on today's show. So stay with us. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, reminding you if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. Well, we're so glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and uh, we've got another great topic to talk about on today's show to try and help you learn a little bit more about the financial world. But you know, Kevin, sometimes on this show, we like to think outside the box a little bit, and that's why we're going to lean on Mark Twain for a little retirement planning assistance on today's show. How does that sound? Well, there's a ton of his quotes out there, that's for sure. Yeah, and so that's what we've done today. We've brought in some of his quotes uh, through from his life and uh, throughout his writings, and we want to apply them to the financial world. And what's kind of interesting is, you know, some of the things that he talked about, um, you know, weren't necessarily direct retirement or financial planning pieces of advice, but we're going to apply them in such a way. Kevin's going to help us make the connection on some let's, of these things. Let's see if I'm up to the task. Yeah, a little game to play, if you will, and we'll learn something along the way. All right, so let's start it out with an easy one. Apparently, there is nothing that cannot happen today. That almost actually sounds like a little bit of a yogiism, doesn't it? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> a good old yogi, yeah, good old yogi, but... Well, if we apply that, you know, if anything can happen in today's world, and as we know, it often does from all these just, know, just see the past few weeks and months and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there, right? So we have to be sure that our portfolio and our plan, more importantly, our plan, 
are able to withstand whatever comes our way. So what comes our way when we're sitting down, Walter, we talk about it all the time, as far as in the plan, what are we looking for to make sure people don't run out of oh money? Money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was waiting for a trick question. <laughs> no, not today. So this, what, what I call is the shortfall. So, you know, let's just say you get a pension, you get Social Security, your spouse gets Social Security, and together they add up, but you need $5,000 a month just to pay your bills, just to do the normal things that you're doing. That's your shortfall. So we have to plan for that shortfall, and that's the very critical in planning process is to make sure that, you know, whatever happens tomorrow, we're able to, you know, be able to handle it because as long as your income needs are satisfied and for example if you have another 2008 downturn and as long as your income's coming in it tends to calm people's nerves because they know that the income's coming in and that there's nothing too much to worry about if you have the base of your plan set so your income needs are, are okay then you can go forward and do the other things that you want but make sure that your plan is set to handle those downturns or whatever it's coming down the pike. That's a great point. Uh, the the unexpected is going to happen, and uh, and and so we should expect the unexpected. Okay, there's another quote. I don't think that was a Mark Twain quote, but uh, we'll we'll call it a Walter Schurholtz quote. There you go. I'll take credit for that one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think somebody's going to claim plagiarism, but uh, expect well, the unexpected. There you go. I'm going to tell you. Maybe we'll do a show just a show just on your quotes. Your, well, I think you and your dad's quotes would actually make for a really a really good show. You guys have all the interesting ones, all the yeah, all the unique sayings. So. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've all heard the quote that uh, you know money is the root of all evil. But uh, Mark Twain actually took a different approach. He was quoted as saying, "The lack of money is the root of all evil." I suppose both could be true. Yeah. Well, we just we just talked about the shortfall. So if you have a shortfall and, you know, you, you can't solve that problem, that could be a big problem. So in retirement, one of the main goals, if not the main goal, is making sure you always have income coming in. Income is king when you're retired. You're no longer working. You no longer have a, a consistent paycheck coming in. You have just your fixed income coming in, your Social Security, pensions, and what other income comes in. So as long as we have the income that you need, most other things are going to fall in place. You're going to be able to ride out these unexpected things. And you're going to be able to handle them much, much better. But if something happens to your income, that's where things start to fall apart. So if you don't plan for a steady income, and let's say you're, you're out there speculating gambling, and you're taking the highest risk you can in the stock market, hoping that it always goes up, but we have these big downfalls, and then you have to end up selling principal or maybe... Uh, shares of something to get that money, you're going to be in big trouble. And that's where the evil, you're going to see the evil start coming in. Because once we know that our income isn't satisfied, then all those emotions are going to crop up. All those emotions are going to take over and they're going to probably make you uh, or force you to make bad financial decisions. Don't put yourself in that spot. Take care of it ahead of time and make sure that that income's there. We're interested in some of these Mark Twain quotes and what they can tell us about financial and retirement planning, some of the good lessons that we can take from each of these. Uh, since, um, you know, politics has been on the mind as of late, this one may be a little bit of a fiery one, but, uh, you know, we actually created this before some of the most <laughs> recent events in the country. So uh, put this in our planning. So bear with us. And it was a quote from a long time ago as well. So these things still are, you know, are worth bringing up, I think. Uh, suppose you were an idiot. And and then suppose you were a member of Congress, 
but I repeat myself. <laughs> Mark Twain, that, not the biggest fan of uh, no, of, no. of Congress. Yeah. I don't think th- most of us are the biggest fan of Congress, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that wasn't a controversial statement a couple of weeks ago, but now no. now, now it has become one a little bit. You know, their, uh, what, what do you call it, the survey, you know, that they have as far as, far as ranking is honesty and, uh, you know, being trustworthy. That's below a used car salesman, for crying out loud, you know? There's something of that nature. There's, there's not a lot of trust there, right? No, no. So it should probably go without saying that your, your retirement plan needs to be able to survive whatever happens on Capitol Hill. But a lot of people are going to spend too much time worrying about the next election, that's only four years away now, or two years away, and getting the right people in office because they think that they will prevent problems for them in the future. Walter, let me ask you a question. How many of these politicians go up there and saying the same old things for 40 or 50 years? They're going to fix this. They're going to fix that. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Do they ever do it? Well, we can attack them from every angle, right? Right, Because we can attack them from never changing uh, on a position or a stance and not listening to us. But we can also attack them from licking their finger and sticking it in the air to see which way the wind's blowing and then, you know, flip-flopping or reacting to issues. So to be sympathetic to the politicians, it it is hard to win uh, because you're going to be hated no matter what direction you really go in. Well, I'm not sympathetic towards him, so <laughs> as you can tell. I'm, I'm trying I'm, to be optimistic. And <laughs> I'm, I'm irritated that it's so divided. But um, So the, the key is going to be here, Walter. Take care of your own situation. So whatever they do in, in Washington doesn't affect you financially to the point that you spend too much time fretting about the politics because we don't know what's going to happen four years from now, three years from now, one year from now, just like the stock market. So, But you can be prepared. You can be prepared as far as paying as less as tax as possible, being invested properly, make sure your income needs are addressed, and we can prepare for that. So no matter what Congress does, we should be sitting fine, even though we don't know what's going to happen, but we can have a plan that's you know adjustable, and on the fly, we can change it. I'm a peacemaker at heart, Kevin, so I'm try, trying it. to find the best in everything <laughs> and everybody every, every day. So well, I do, too, but don't talk to me about Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Congress excluded from yep, the uh, yep. conversation, it sounds like. Yep, yep. All right, very good. Moving away from the political side of things, back to uh, finances, retirement planning, and advice from Mark Twain that we can apply. It was interesting. He once said October is one of the particularly dangerous months for speculating in stocks. The others are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and also February. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that would be all 12 months. That's all 12 months, right? Because it is speculating. When you you get into the stock market, you're speculating. You're hoping your accounts are going to go up. If you set aside a portion of your money and tried to find some sort of hot stocks and you hit a home run, that's good. That's great. But that money that you're, you're, let's say, gambling with, speculating with, should only be the amount that you consider you're spending on as a hobby, not money that you're going to need for your income. So when you do that, people get lucky. Everybody gets lucky once in a while. And you cannot speculate, you cannot gamble. Nobody can pick the same exact point where it's the lowest, where it's the highest to get in, get out, those types of things. If there was such a person, you, you know, you wouldn't have all these money managers. You wouldn't have 
uh, everybody trying to you know give you the newsletters to try to help you pick the best stock. There is no such thing. You just sometimes get lucky and you and you hit a home run, and that's great. But don't let it go to your head where you take your entire portfolio and you try to you know try to duplicate what you just did because you will end up in a bunch of trouble. Uh, great point, Kevin. Absolutely. We've got to be careful of that speculation at all times, yes. not just as the seasons change. Uh, one more uh, Mark Twain quote, maybe a second one uh, as well. How unfortunate a thing it is for a man to have wealth and for him to make a god of it instead of a servant. Now, you talk about some wisdom embedded in a quote. That's certainly rich with that. That That is, you know, because in our office, for example, we always say we serve. And that's what we want to do. We want to help people. We want to serve people. We want to make their situations better. So don't get caught up in achieving in a certain account balance or net worth. Money is only useful from the standpoint of what it can accomplish for you. Focus on making the most of what you have and how you can create a lifestyle you want. That shortfall we talked about earlier. And you don't want to Worship at the altar of a six or seven figured number. That's what a lot of people tend to do. If they don't get there, they're disappointed. But in most cases, Walter, when people come into my office, they said, you know, I'm short. I wanted a million five saved for retirement, but they only got a million two. And then we sit down and we talk. We put that money in their plan. We show them how we, we're going to put it to work, how we're going to guarantee income and things like that. That's more money than they needed to get there. So don't get don't get hung up on that because a lot of people do. They think they're short, and they make emotional decisions. They're going to gamble with money. They may speculate. They may put it more in higher risk because they're focused just on that million five. Even though they got a million two, and it's more than enough to take care of what they want, they stay focused on that. Don't do that. Come in, get what we call your retirement number. What is that retirement number? It is the number you need to average, the percentage, uh, interest percentage. You need to average on your portfolio from here to age 95 so you don't run on the number. Don't focus on a certain number of assets you got to have because I guarantee in most cases you have more than enough already. All right, one more Mark Twain quote for you, Kevin, and then we'll wrap this one up. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. Never too late to get it going, right? Boy, do we talk about this every week? Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't want to procrastinate. Don't want to procrastinate. You know, if we had a dollar for every time we said procrastinate, we could fund some kid's retirement plan, get him off started good, right? <laughs> That's very true. Yes. <laughs> so for most people, the hardest part of getting a real retirement plan in place is what, Walter? Putting one foot in front of the other. And move forward, right? Yep, getting off the porch. Yeah, and then finally make up your mind and say, okay, let's do this. Let's sit down with somebody, some advisor. Let's see where we're at today. Let's see how we get to where we want to be tomorrow. And let's let's put the plan together, how our income needs are always going to be net. And you hit it right on the head. Procrastination happens all the time. And I can tell you, you know, stories upon stories upon stories. You know, we had one person walk in my office with a picnic basket full of their their statements. They never started retirement planning until they were about 50 years old. Well, now when they come in, they don't have that picnic basket no more. And they said that was the greatest thing that they done was just to say, all right, I need to get started. I need to go down that path. I need to sit down with somebody because I need this figured out because someday I'm going to retire. Now they come in all smiles. They're all happy. And they're a great couple, and they just retired. One of them did, and the other one's on the way to retirement. So if that's you, you know, 
take the hardest step. Just pick up the phone. Give somebody a call. Get this process started. That's a great point, Kevin. And the number to call if you want to get in touch and have that conversation is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can go to insightfolios.com, click on the Listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show and to get in touch with Kevin there as well. But the best way to do it is to pick up the phone while it's on your mind. Don't procrastinate and let Kevin know you'd like to have a conversation about your financial plan and your financial future. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. One more time, that's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, quick question for you today. Uh, What hobby would you get into if time and money weren't an issue? Ooh, that's an easy one. I'd love to do archaeology. Archaeology? Um, archaeology. Okay. I'd love to be an Indiana Jones and go dig up stuff from the past. I just always fascinated me. So when I'm watching the Discovery Channel, you know, I just, I, for whatever reason, I just, it just thrills me. And I so what kind of be, archaeology would you do? Like, you want to look for like human artifacts or you want to do more like looking for dinosaur bones or? Uh, human, okay. gold, all the stuff, you know, the Egyptian's head, you know, all that kind yeah. of cool stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, not, that's pretty not cool. Not dinosaurs. I, has no, I have no interest in that. But, okay. but the human, for, yeah, that's. That's that would be a lot of fun to me. It just seems very fascinating to figure out how they did stuff five thousand yeah. years ago. You know, yeah. so that is cool. Yeah, some of that stuff is cool. How did they get running water and and the invention of just like you know plumbing? Like it is kind of fascinating to figure out how old cities and 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 towns and you know f- figured that stuff out. That is pretty interesting. Mine would be simple. I would say uh, flying. I think it'd be really cool to uh, take flying lessons and and have and buy a plane and and you know fly around like a personal plane. Pretty high risk, though, so I don't know. I don't know if I would fully get into it, but it just seems awesome to be able to kind of to, to have that control and fly through the air. I don't know. Be pretty cool. That's number two on my list. Number two, okay. I, I have yeah. flown a plane when I was a kid. I used to work for the neighbor, and he taped me up and let me fly. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was. I don't know why I didn't go. My dad always asked me a question: Why don't you get your flying license? Yeah. Well, because you're not an archaeologist. If you were an archaeologist, you could then fly to your archaeology sites. Well, maybe I'll have to do both now. The merge of the two hobbies. See? One makes <laughs> yeah, one one makes the other easier to do. It gives that, you the that, reason for it. That, so. That's a thing. There you go. All right. We know what you're doing in retirement then. You're flying to archaeology sites and uh, renting ex- excavators to dig up the earth and <laughs> find cool things. So. Yeah. You're going to have an interesting retirement, that's for sure. Very cool. That's getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Uh, Financial talk still to come. Stay tuned here on Simply Financial. All right, before we wrap up for the week, Kevin, we have a question on the mailbag from one of our listeners. Beth wants to throw this out your direction. Beth says, I max out my HSA every year, but never actually pull money out of it for medical expenses if I just keep doing this every year, am I understanding it correctly that I can just build up a huge HSA balance that will be tax-free through retirement? Well, Beth, congratulations on fully funding it, but let me answer your question here. With the HSA, not only are you setting money aside for your current medical expenses, but you're also saving for future health costs. You know, what is it this year or 10 years from now? We don't know. But when the time comes to make the withdrawal, you can take the money out of your HSA tax-free as long as it's for qualified medical expenses. Now, that's the key. If you use it for qualified medical expenses, tax-free. 
And there's another perk too. Once you turn 65, your HSA will act like a traditional IRA. You can withdraw funds from your HSA for whatever you like, not just qualified medical expenses. But if it's not qualified medical expenses, Beth, remember, you're going to have to pay taxes on those funds. And once you're enrolled in Medicare, you won't be able to contribute to your HSA any longer. So there's a time limit. So just think, all those contributions you made pre-Medicare, pre-age 65, is going to give you the freedom to pay for medical expenses tax-free in the future. So I think that's a good thing. But you, yeah, if it's for medical expenses, tax-free. So that was a long answer, Breath. I hope it helped you out. Yeah, it's a great question. Thank you for sending that one in. And if you have a question similar to that and you would like to get some customized guidance from Kevin and the Simply Financial and Insight Folios team, feel free to reach out at any time. You can do it right now, later, reach out during the week, but I always recommend do it while it's on your mind. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. We do not have to feature your question on the show. You can have a private conversation with Kevin. No problem at all with that. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Again, that's 888-885-7526 if you have any questions about your financial situation and retirement. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, that's all the time that we have this week. Thanks for the help, as always. And uh, we'll pick back up where we left off next week. Been fun, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. Then we'll talk to all of you next week right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.